I'll go to cool.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm your third host, Hot Stuff. Uh, guys, da, 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 we did a year in review show. Yeah. It was we, very popular. Oh, was it? That's I right. I mean, 2015 was a popular year. Yeah, oh, sure. It was a pretty good year. Good year a for years video from now, games. We'll be drinking wine from then from Trader Joe's. Drinking wine from that year? Yeah. I think just straight out of that year, you're not going to pour it into a glass first? It was the year uh, that had the most people in it ever. That's true. So, Are there, Do you think there were more people born in 2015 than ever died? Uh, that I don't know. Do you think that there were more people born than died in 2015? Yes. Yes. Absolutely right, because the population is going up. <laughs> do you think that more people were born than dyed their hair in 2000? Do you think more mm. people were born in 1899 than dyed their hair in 2015? Huh. This is like a Google interview question. I don't care about the answer. I just want to see how you think about it. How many gas stations do you think there are in Pittsburgh? <laughs> if a gas station leaves Pittsburgh traveling at 200 miles an hour, what happens? Yeah, you've got a problem there. It's probably just dragging behind a car that forgot to take oh, yeah. the whole stuff. <laughs> um. Sorry, I don't have the, the questions up in front of me. I, man, I am not worth a shit. I the, suddenly just this head cold that I thought was yep. gone two weeks ago is we, just back. We released a thing. We put some things on the thing, or you did. I didn't have anything to do with it, despite what the forums think. <laughs> oh yeah, the written the new Raffle House prizes. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, that was a I, I set a ping for myself nine months ago to choose and spindle some new Raffle House prizes, but then. I decided to do a much easier thing, so I just did it in an afternoon instead of that. But yeah, I wrote instead the, of nine months. I wrote the eye surgery thing. Yeah, instead of nine months. Yeah, uh, and I should do that when it's time to have a kid. I, I like, bring just like a shitty kid in in an afternoon instead of waiting nine months to make a real one. <laughs> I I bring it up not to uh, deflect blame for that to you, but just to let everyone know that they should thank you for doing it yourself instead of assigning it to me. Because <laughs> if I had been given a writing assignment of, of injury to eye motif, I would have gone balls out <laughs> and it would be much worse. Yeah. It was not really that bad. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but any injuries to eyes are terrible. Oh yeah. But it doesn't describe the... an injury to your eye. It just describes you seeing some red light and smelling burning. Eye. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's not that big of a deal. I don't get it. I like, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I remember reading an interview with the guy who was the lead singer of Corn Filter. Okay. Yeah. Jonathan Davis, the lead singer from Corn, uh, was interviewing Jonathan Davis, the lead singer from Filter. Uh huh. Um, and he was talking about his LASIK surgery that he had just gotten, and he was watching the video of it, because apparently there was a video of it Ooh, uh, during just the- just making uh, my stomach churn. Yeah. You should get LASIK. No. Yeah. I really don't want it. I don't want it either. I have heard that you kind of have to go back and get it again multiple times, because it, like, wears off. Yeah. I, you know what I don't want is bifocals. Okay. But then you could peer over them like a- like like a stern old librarian. 
It's the problem. I peer over my existing glasses anytime I want to look at something close. Yeah, and that same I here. Think is, Do you really? I think that, yeah, and I think that is an indication that it's time for me to get fucking bifocals. Although I guess the tech is, there is now technology for bifocals that don't look like bifocals. Yeah, I mean, is it just the thing that, just the fact that they look like bifocals is the problem? I think it's being old is the problem. <laughs> I think if we're really, if we're really digging just under the surface of why I don't want bifocals. <laughs> I mean, I've always like, peered over my glasses doing close-up stuff because, I mean, my nearsightedness just meant that my vision was much more acute close-up than than normal vision would be, I oh, guess. Oh, are you, near, are you nearsighted? Yeah. So I, I, if I... That's everybody's nearsighted. Sorry. I thought you were... Never mind. What? You're not unusual, Riff. Okay. <laughs> Being farsighted is weird. Right. Being right. farsighted is really unusual. But, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm far painting side was miniatures really or something... Comic putting that right up to my eye i can see that real close although that has the second prop the the separate problem of uh causing constantly accidentally painting your eye yeah or just constantly being afraid that i'm gonna suddenly go berserk and put an exacto knife in my eye or something like you know like if you if you're hiking and standing on top of a cliff you have that vague unease that you might suddenly jump off (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, what, I have what is that. that. Yeah, I have no idea. But when I'm working on stuff with an exacto knife, I just I am I'm in constant slight fear. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable having sharp things near where I sleep for that reason. Because like, what if I just wake up in the middle of the night and decide it's a good idea to cut my dick off? Oh well, yeah, like dr- driving on a, uh, a cliff with no uh, guardrail. You wake up in yeah. the middle of, of the night, really thirsty, and instead of grabbing that glass of water on your nightstand, you grab the the razor blades. <laughs> Just, ah. the, uh, God, that actually <laughs> that actually happened to Amelia with fucking nail polish. Remover. Oh, no way. She had a water bottle and a bottle of nail polish remover on her nightstand uh-huh. and unscrewed the nail polish remover and took a swig. Oh, and then shit. had to like call poison control and they were like, Ugh, if it was just a swig, I guess it was okay. Like, I don't think she had ended up like hospitalized or anything, but damn, fuck, fuck. gross. Ugh. That's a good reason to not keep shit on your nightstand I might like, in, like if you <laughs> like right next to your brownie <laughs> yes <laughs> so you, that was me interpreting uh, shit literally. literally as a yeah like you know I think there's a lot of good reasons not to keep poop on your <laughs> nightstand there's probably some good reasons to do it though yeah you there's probably so? some bad reasons not to <laughs> like I, I don't keep poop on my nightstand because Hitler was right <laughs> <laughs> Um, F writes, what's your current least favorite daily activity? It is not quite daily, but I'm going to say shaving is the thing that I do Mm. that I probably am the most like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this. Not shoe tying. Eh, I've kind of gotten over it. Huh? It's weird. Okay. You could just not shave. Yeah, but then I'm, it, I, I, it actually bothers me now. When you don't shave? When I don't shave. Yeah. It's, it gets uncomfortable way faster than it used to. Because you're rubbing, you're constantly rubbing your face against other parts of your body, and it's yeah. Well, I use my, I, you know, I use scratching. my stubble to scratch, so I got to maintain stubble that's that's short enough that I can use it as a scratching post. Right. What about you, Riff? What do you hate? Hmm. I don't know if it goes so far as hate, but if I am not leaving the apartment or meeting anybody, I have a tendency to put off showering because it's boring. But now that my iPad, I have an iPad that is loud enough that I can play podcasts while I'm showering and still hear them, it's it's not so much a thing anymore. You didn't ever invest in a 
jam bag. Edge <laughs> of the jam bag jaw sock. <laughs> jam bag jaw sock. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I never got around to it. There's also, like, every day there's some Bluetooth suction cup speaker that you can buy for, like, a dollar <laughs> somewhere on the internet. Bluetooth is terrible. It's really bad. I just got a wired set of speakers, like computer speakers, and just put them in the bathroom and then just plugged my phone in before I showered. And they were, it was real fucking loud. Everybody else, else in the house could hear yeah, it. Yeah, it has to be so loud to get past the shower. And I'm always listening to something really embarrassing, so I don't... Porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, porn stories, man. The, uh, boy, we're going to have a segment of Video Games Hot Dog. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, F writes also, uh, you may have mentioned this in the past, but what was your reasoning for not using Kickstarter for West of Loathing? That is an interesting question. We haven't not used it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we have not used it so far. We don't need, we're not young and we don't need the money. Uh, we don't need the money, right? We're, we're developing this. I hope we don't need the money. It's, it's slimmer than Word Realms by a lot. There's probably going to be more game there. Though. Oh yeah. Oh, there's absolutely going to be more game. But I'm saying, like, budget wise, it is. It is not. We're not burning as much money per month on West of Logan oh. as we were on Word Realms. Um. We okay. Yeah. That's true. Right, because one fewer and one cheaper. Right. Person. Um. It would be valuable, I think, as a promotional vector because people care about that because it's new, but so will the green light. Yeah. I mean, campaign. I think, I think I would like to reserve the possibility of doing a, a Kickstarter for it if it makes the most sense. Cause it, not only, um, can we potentially have like higher warriors where we get to do cool things or whatever, um, but we also get more money than we would if we, just sold, sold those individuals on steam. on steam yeah and that's even if we don't do that i think i would like to sell keys to the game on our own store yeah would you not would you not want to just sell it via the humble widget um i know because that's that's even like just let's cut out all the middlemen let's just do it with like because that that one you're still paying humble and the the paypal cut or whatever we can just sell it on our own store and just deliver the keys direct. I, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like it? Yeah. I mean, it seems like Steam would really not want you to do that. I mean, people buy people like developers can give Humble thousands of keys, and Humble sells it. I don't yeah. understand why they wouldn't let a developer sell it themselves. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't. I would feel uncomfortable. You know, when we said, when we launched the Word Realms Kickstarter, we also didn't need the money, but we said we're using this to gauge interest. Yeah. I would feel weird doing that again. No, I think we would, I wouldn't, we wouldn't couch it that way at all. We would just. But I mean, if we said we needed the money to make the game, we would be lying. Well, right. So then we don't say that. We say we're making this game, you know, if you want to get in on the, on the beta testing of it, you can do that. If you want to like. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I also feel uncomfortable just explicitly using Kickstarter as like a pre-order platform because that's not what well, it is. You but know? it's not. I mean, like just I, pre-orders, right? Like it's you get you can have different tiers of things that you couldn't do with just you know, like people can get involved earlier, right? Like that's that's kind of what it's the other thing that it's used for. I mean, we could use something other than Kickstarter. Yeah, right? I'm just not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with it. I mean, it's like that's not what Kickstarter's for. Right. We would like doing it would probably make us some money, but like it's, I don't know. I mean, don't you remember how terrible the word realms Kickstarter was, right? Like, and like, there are still people pissed off at us about it. We're a small number. Oh yeah. We used to see it every once in a while. The Kickstarter. Yeah. Huh. There's most of people who didn't read what we wrote. Huh. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I just like, it just seems like one of those things like, oh, Kickstarter, that's where video games come from now, except, well, no, like this one doesn't need to come from there. Like, and it's not appropriate for it to like, I don't know how to write that. Uh, You know, I didn't know how to write the one for word realms because it was like, well, we don't, this is, doesn't make any sense. Right. Kickstarter is for things that wouldn't exist without the Kickstarter in my mind and anything other than that we either have to lie or just say eh, we're just doing this because people care about kickstarters which just i feel like we don't have to lie about anything we can just be honest about where we're coming from and people can okay, not give me the sentence give me the one sentence description of what the kickstarter is we're making a video game if you would like to participate in the development of it there's a bunch of different options to do so and then we have things like access to the beta or um you know like we'll give it to you early or something so you can play it before anybody else or whatever and you have no you like you also don't think of kickstarter as a pre-order platform but you have no problem using it as a pre-order platform like you don't you don't think it's gross at all. I don't think I mean I think that Kickstarter has morphed and evolved from what it originally was when it launched to be a thing that that people use for all kinds of different funding models, right? Like Yeah, I mean I guess, you know, I'm just saying like, that I would like reserve the, games, I would reserve the games right kickstarts every game that they make, even though they, I'm sure, have enough money in the bank to make another one of these because yeah. they've been very successful. The board game company that I like does it too. I just think it's gross. I think it's gross, and I don't think there's any way to be honest and qualify for the use of Kickstarter. Like, according to Kickstarter's terms, you know, I like I didn't want to do the Word Realms Kickstarter because I thought it was dishonest. Huh. Like, we didn't need the money. It didn't make any sense to kickstart. Like, we were going to do it either way. And, you know, I don't know. Like, the the fact that that one turned out all fucked up is not because of Kickstarter. Like, it just, yeah, I don't know. Like... I believe that, like, I know that there is enough money and I believe that there is enough interest to justify just making this thing, just doing our jobs as a video game studio and not like, you know, like, would you consider taking a bunch of meetings to seek out venture capital for the game? 
like, if, so, we, if we needed to, yeah. But we don't need to. So what, like, I what I'm saying is like, you know, six months from now, if if we're feeling sort of nervous about the financial state of things, it would not be a bad idea to have the option to do a Kickstarter if the game isn't out yet, right? Like, that's all I'm saying. I just feel like I feel like it is disingenuous and sleazy to do a Kickstarter for a third of the budget of a game that you've already spent two thirds of the budget on. Like, I think it really depends on where our finances are and, and what the, like the situation is like, it's not like we have infinite money and Kickstarter is a good way to like get a bunch of capital to make sure that like you aren't putting yourself in danger of like going out of business while you are in the middle of making a video game. Okay. But what if the Kickstarter fails? Then we didn't get that money. I, like, so we could still potentially go out of business or like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't change anything in that regard. I, I mean, okay. This, this is, I, I, I well, anyway, that's your answer, F. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, John Diaz writes, I find it hilarious that Jake has habitually complained about Rift beard noise that I can never hear on the published podcast, but on the January 17th episode, there was a second later echo for the entire thing and nobody mentions it. Well, right, because that's a thing that I couldn't hear while we were recording, so I couldn't edit it out. Riff. Yes. Sometimes your headphones are leaky. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you ever change the type of headphones you nope. are it's, using? I, or the... I have not changed the I have not changed the setup here since I moved in. Huh. Nothing has ever changed. War never changes, right? <clears throat> Psyche says, I love the little jingle at the beginning of your shows, but I don't understand what he says. Is he saying adventure and sticks? What does that mean? Yeah, because the, it, you know, sometimes people decide to focus on the fact that it's a stick figure game and sticks. So like sticks are part of stick figures. That's. It's not a reference to the river sticks. No, I need adventures on sticks. I need adventures and the sticks albums. Hmm. I'm sailing away. Hell no says, hey, are you going to nerf or remove astral energy drinks if you plan to go through with this spleen revamp? Also, is the old faction revamp still happening? Uh, yes, I am going to get rid of, I'll just change astral energy drinks to be like, you know, a big stack in or something. If, if once all of the standard compliant turns for spleen things go away, I will just make all of the non-standard spleen for adventures things not give adventures anymore. The old faction revamp, I don't know. Maybe, you know, the, um, the, the, uh, snake oil or skill works like the proposed new olfaction would. So we can see how people feel about that for a minute. Um, Kuwarty says, would you ever revamp fights against multiple enemies? How would you do it? It would be awesome. That is a thing that I really wish that had been built into the system to begin with is the ability to just have multiple monsters in a fight. Um, but it's not, it's not possible to retrofit all of that into the existing system. I mean, there's so many like individual things, like just thousands, literally thousands of individual things that have been written to like apply to an enemy. And 
on the code side, I could imagine hacking some crap together that where you could pretend that there were multiple monsters there and just have them act in sequence. But like, I mean, we have multiple sort of chained fights. That's almost like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being able to differentiate skills by like this does damage to everybody versus this does damage to a single target or whatever. We have, be, we have, we, spells we have it. Yeah. Groups. But we don't really use it that much. Like if it was a thing where like half of the fights in the game were against multiple enemies, right. like then it'd be a lot more. And right now, like multiple enemies don't tend to have multiple attacks or anything. Yeah. There would need to be like some fight properties would have to apply per monster, like stuns and stuff. And oh, then right. some fight properties would have to apply globally. And so there would end up having to be a lot of tracking about like, which, what does this mean? You know, there'd have to be some concept of targeting. Like, uh, yeah, it would just be so, so messy to try to, to cram it in. Like, we, you know, we could just, we could make a new game with all the same art and have there be fights against multiple monsters. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things like just stuff like that being so difficult is one of the reasons it's weird to be just working in the context of this, like, you know, 13 year old fight script. Captain Spam says, dear, those responsible, thank you for standard and the fact that Smithsness is no longer in it. Now my equipment choices are once again, interesting. And I have also realized I never actually got the factoids for the infernal seals. Yeah. I do think it's neat that different stuff is important now like different stuff from the base game like without smithsness suddenly post class revamp a lot of the stuff that happened in the class revamps is making more sense to people because it like makes each class viable in high-end combat right in a way that nobody cared about when they could just do an end run around it with the smithsness stuff john diaz writes why the heck is the doorway to Hades a Waffle House? Is that a reference to Dead Like Me by any chance? No, I haven't seen that if it's a show or read it if it's a book or drunk it if it's a bourbon. <laughs> um, it, I just really don't like Waffle House. Like I, it was like, I feel like one of the first places that I ever had a panic attack as a child. And so it like, I just associate the like, noise and discomfort and layout and crowdedness and smell of waffle house with just like just like piercing anxiety and uh man denny's is fine waffle house <laughs> which is fucking weird <laughs> but yeah no i really because every waffle house is the same you know and it's just like that counter and you can see back into the kitchen and like they're always like eh, we would replace this but financials aren't looking so good. Like everything in there, like the yeah. salt shaker has a crack in it. And like the seat, the seats and the booths are like just older than you should have them and still keep them. You know, it's like patched up with duct tape that this is kind of the same color. Like it, it, man, and the menus have photographs of the food on them that actually look like the food you get, which is unsettling. You want, you want the menus to have like fake food yeah, on a glass of glue yeah man what if what if it was the opposite where it had really <laughs> nice fake food photography but then when you ordered it they brought you the actual subject oh. of the photograph <laughs> the so actual fake food. it's like yeah everything's yeah. like oh these ah, i can't even cut this oh yeah they're shellacked <laughs> the, the, these pancakes are just coated with resin yeah. to make them shinier this is delicious wax salad yep 
glass of Elmer's glue. And uh, I don't know. What, what do you think they use instead of coffee? Just ink. Kuwerty <laughs> <laughs> says, why are so many items of the month inside crates? Well, that's a good question. Um, I feel like that's more of a latter day thing. I know this wasn't like maybe a Latter-day serious crates. question, but yeah. Um, it, so something that bothers me a lot in retrospect is, and this was, this was often because I would just say, all right, Mr. Skullhead, here's the larval form of this item of the month. Just theme it, whatever. And like effect names, which I also don't like the way that they're distanced from the potions that give them to you or whatever. They are often like, if you're looking for a, a disembodied hand in the mall, oh, right. you're not going to know to look for a cigar box necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Unless you look it up on the wiki. And so that, that level of just narrative, not even narrative, just like a, the practical, like logistical disconnect between those two things is always a thing that has bothered me a little bit. And so I've tried, and I'm sure that there are exceptions to this that I've been responsible for that I'm not thinking of, but, but now at least, I kind of want the the items to be named similar to what they are. So it's like more akin to like a sleeping whatever familiar or, a you know, just whatever the primary thing you're going to call this is should be in the name of the larva or the item that gives you the thing. So like if you just search for snowman, you'll find the snowman crate, because if what you want is the snowman item of the month, then you'll see that that's the, the one that it is as opposed to like you know, if it were Snowjo kit or something. Um, sometimes it's funny enough to be worth it. Like the acute angel and obtuse angel was awesome. Acute angel. Cause it's cute, but then it, it's stupid once it grows up. <laughs> Just like real kids. <laughs> Elfin says there are 308 meat pasting ingredients, which means 47,586 combinations you could try. I'm curious if you guys have recently considered if this is still a reasonable way to do crafting. It took me a good 10 minutes to manually test a single item. Would it be any less fun if players could pick one item and then the game gives you a list of things that that, uh, that you have that craft with it? Thanks. I mean, I think that would be less fun for us hiding secrets in stuff. <sighs> I don't know. I wonder how many items there were when I decided to only show meat pasteable items in there and if there are now that many meat pasteable items i don't think that happened within the first month which is when the, it's probably when we hit 300 items right um except in the early game we don't tend to have things meat paste with stuff from far away from them or stuff that's like really thematically disparate yeah like it's that tends to be more like it's world eventy kind of things or like part of an individual quest hiding stuff yeah um yeah no i'm not too worried about it i mean i don't i don't uh, like especially because you don't need to make the meat car anymore right like you can just buy the bus pass like if you really want to figure out how to get to the desert you can just buy the bus pass and the quest tracker tells you to do that like the the it's it's basically there's very little that is required to be pasted right like the wand you do you even have to do that anymore? I don't remember. No, you don't cuz you just get the wand out of the grave. Now, if you don't no, if, you, if you, don't don't, make it, you don't make it, you just okay. go back to the cemetery and dig up Nagamar's grave. I see. When Frank tells you to. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't, is there anything that you have to meet paste? 
like have to like i know that a uh, optimizer will say ed? oh yeah okay yeah good point that is very clear though yeah that's yeah. that's not tricky uh Deus Ex machina wrote at the end of december uh looking back on the last year what was your favorite meal like actual real world meal yeah i i found and slightly modified to my taste a recipe for a a crock pot chicken and leek and broccoli chowder that i think is really delicious i posted the recipe for it on a minimum safe distance actually you can't get like structurally sound broccoli you have to use leek and broccoli <laughs> yes it has to be leaky so that the flavor gets into it oh, okay <laughs> If you have structurally sound broccoli, do you have to stab it with a fork a bunch of times to yeah, make it leaky? Yeah, or like an ice pick, or you could like hollow it out with like a small diameter drill. Okay. I'm trying to think. It's so, it's I, like, I don't really have like a fixed break point yeah. in my mind for the last year's worth of meals. You know, I think the best meal is always the burger from Hagen Rocks. <laughs> it's the best meal every time I have it. I really like the pizza at Beretta. That pizza's okay. It's the best. I prefer pizza, pizza from literally anywhere else. Wow, really? <laughs> no, that's oh, okay. not. That's not entirely true. Goat Hill's Goat Hill is better than Beretta. No, not even close. Yes, it is. Beretta's like fancy pizza. It's like pizza for fancy lads. I'm a fancy lad. <laughs> Goat, Goat Hill Goat Hill pizza is pizza for the people. It's for goats. It's literally for goats. Are you saying goats aren't people? <laughs> older kids. ones aren't. The younger ones are kids, so that's like yeah. people. Yeah, that's, yeah. Solved for the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, skip this part if uninteresting. Continues to sex machina. But my favorite meal was after I moved out of my parents' house and into my university apartment. I went out to the nearest Chinese place and got some spicy curried chicken chow mein. We look at me. I'm becoming a responsible adult. That is a good reason to have a favorite meal. Is like That's the first reason. the first meal that you have like as an independent adult. Yeah. A meal like that I made myself. I could see thinking like, oh yeah, that was like the most rewarding meal. But when I make meals for myself, they are usually pretty utilitarian. Uh, George Foreman grill chicken with no spices or seasonings or anything and a bag of frozen vegetables. I haven't made that for myself in a long time, but uh. you know, what's gross microwaved frozen vegetables. The, like the steam fresh broccoli is pretty good actually. And the Brussels sprouts. I don't microwave, like microwaving broccoli makes your whole house smell like a butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had the leaky broccoli. <laughs> Famoth83 says, new classes are good, but they don't necessarily need to be the West of Loathing challenge path classes. This was, this was sent in before uh, the challenge path started. After all, existing classes aren't just muscle, mysticality, and moxie. Muscle classes are animal based. Mysticality classes are food based. And moxie classes are performing arts based. So that is, that is interesting. That All of, of those true. except mysticality were coincidences, <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that I realized when it came time to make. And I think I've told this story before when it came time to make the new adventuring classes for the new Sorceress Tower, where I was like, all right, everybody come up with a bunch of new like things that would be examples of KOL character classes. All of Chris Moyers were animals, food and music. Hmm. Um, I tried for a long time to think of a 
music, West of Loathing, Class, but I didn't like any of them. I a think the, the front runners were like Guitar Ronin, but Ronin wasn't mm. really a. Most people don't know what a Guitar Ronin is, and B. Ronin isn't really like thiefy, right? You know, uh, Marching Bandito. <laughs> was good that's, but that's a funny that's, joke but it is good yeah. but yeah but i didn't but i didn't want to really... like have to it doesn't lend itself to like a skill set and yeah it, it, i mean you, you, like each different instrument could be a different skill yeah. and you just happen to have them all <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this it's just a bunch of things where it's like this one uses your best trumpet to yeah, make like trump smells and it does stench damage uh a butt tuba. It, it does seem like something we there should be an encounter with one somewhere in the yeah. game, though. Um, a snake oiler is an animal. It is animal, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not, it's moxie in the, like, greasy and swindly sense, which yeah. I think is kind of more important than yeah. it being music-y. Because it, it is a lot easier to write jokes about dealing damage with musical instruments than it is to, like, yeah, have an animation them. of a guy, like, playing a guitar and then somebody getting hurt because of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Every guitar also is a gun. <laughs> ra- yeah, ranged attacks are just going to be guns in a Western game, right? So, uh, anyway... Yeah, so he continues, to the community, the West of Loathing classes are in the mystery box for the moment, so it's up to you to judge. Can you see the mysticality West of Loathing classes joining the League of Chef Magi? Yes. Uh, the Moxie class joining the Department of Shadowy Arts and Crafts? Yes. The Brotherhood of Smackdown is a little more open, but it would feel odd to have a new core muscle class that didn't have an animal theme. Well, luckily you don't. Um, if they aren't, then you might be better off leaving them in the challenge path and instead dreaming up what new classes could be added that would actually improve both game dynamics and lore. Stuff like Ferret Smuggler. But a smuggler is a Moxie class. Yep. Easy Baker and Painting Pilferer. See, but they were doing le- not music, but performing arts as oh, the painting, Moxie class. Like someone who yeah. paints and steals. Um, okay. Of those suggestions, I'm really only attached to Ferret Smuggler. Although Ferret Smuggler sounds like a it sounds like a slang term for like a, a, a European swimsuit. Like, <laughs> oh. <it's, laughs> um, I heard Richard Gere was a Ferret Smuggler. But yeah, I mean... I think mages are all about food, right? Did we do any... Boy, I don't know. What... Crap, what are the... I don't even remember. Now I kind of want to look at the... Look at the classes from the... Oh, huh. Hmm. There's the cheese wizard, right? Yeah, there's the cheese wizard, the ice cream conjurer. Um, ice burglar. But that was... That was... Uh, oh, yeah. You were just talking Moxie. magical ones? Okay. It's um, it's weird because it's sort of. Oh wait, no, I can do tag NS Tower because I did tag those. Okay, so there's a microwave Magus, which nobody understood why that was fast. It's because microwaves are fast. What the? What the hell? They're the same speed as any other. They are light. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Same speed as any other. Okay, I didn't let you finish. Uh, Iron Chef. Okay, yeah. So that's that's pretty good. Um. Nope, accountant barbarian, a mysticality class that's not a cook. Accountant, oh, account. Well, but I mean, maybe it works at a restaurant. <laughs> Savage beatnik was pretty good. Cream weaver. <laughs> cereal arsonist, yeah, cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice cream conjurer, granola barbarian. That is one of my favorite. Granola barbarian. Granola barbarian is one of my favorite 
things. And also an accountant barbarian. Yeah. That's two kinds of barbarians. He's dual classed. Okay. I think that was the um, cheese wizard. I think assassin is a pretty good joke, too, as the stench <laughs> moxie class. Because, oh, yeah, plague chef. Plague chef was good. What is that? It's like a plague doctor, but it's the spooky version of the chef. It's like a plague okay. doctor, but it has a rolling pin instead of a whatever, a big syringe. Ham shaman. Yeah. That would have been better if it was just hamming, but nobody would have understood. Yeah. Um, Nerimo says, a couple of questions to do with uh, loathing telegram and telegraph skills. Telegram and telegraph? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, firstly, why don't the Western slang skills show up in your character page? I bought two of them and then couldn't remember if I had the muscle or moxie skill book when it came time to buy the third. It was super stressful. Yeah, because they're not skills. They're just flags that say that you've read that book. So that really ought to show up somewhere. Like... In the description of the item, it could say you've already read this, maybe, would be a way to. Hmm. Uh, second, why aren't the other three skills usable in the West of Loathing path? There's so much other interaction from that item of the month with West of Loathing, it feels odd that they are unusable. Yeah, that was just a sort of a an issue with the the charter needing to be valuable outside of the path because it existed for two weeks before the path did and will continue to exist afterwards. Um and the fact that our, the way that our skills limiting works, it's kind of all or nothing. I mean, I guess I wonder what would happen if we just tagged those as skills that could come in. It'd no, they're not even tagged. It's by class and they're not, those skills aren't associated with the classes. Right. They're just zero level skills that you can get from anywhere. And also, you know, we didn't design the path with the assumption that those skills would be usable. So there's already things that do what those skills do. Well, no, no, there aren't because those do the weird things. I was I'm thinking of something else. Um, yeah, I guess it wouldn't break anything now that I think about it. Cause those are the ones that do the once a day, like doubling of a, of a right. particular bonus. Shamu says, would you guys ever consider remastering Avatar of Boris for a slow season? It would benefit from the design experience you've gained and you would have an excuse to sell Boris points too. I think most of the people who would buy Boris points have probably already done all their Boris runs. And I don't actually know that I feel like we would be able to make it a lot better than it is. Because it was like sort of, I still think of that as kind of a latter day, a mature KOL content bit. That horse party says, the horse party says, the passive raffle reward that gives plus three turns a day seems nice, but I already have too many turns to spend every day as it is. What about a passive that gives you minus turns per day in exchange for some other minor buff or increase in a different area, like minus three turns per day, but 10% item drop or plus 20% meat drop? The problem with that is that we would not be able to do that without then giving people the ability to turn their passives off and on, which makes them not passive. So no, 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 no. That's what I say to that. They become actives. They do. Uh, Seraphony says, so we have several things that give us free crafts now. Inigos, rapid prototyping, Thor's pliers, etc. But aside from Inigos, we don't have a concrete view of how many uh, turns of them we have left. Why do I keep saying Inigos instead of Inigos? Uh, we don't really need it on the main page. Clutter, ma clutter minimizing is a thing and a good one, am I right? But maybe on the crafting page? Or how about a checkbox like we already have for make as many as possible that works to make until I run out of free craft turns? Would make a great Tuesday update if we still have those. <sighs> Man, the logic in 
crafting is already such a mess because of all the different weird things that interact with it. I don't know, man. I guess those all technically do the same thing, but... Is there just some way that you can... Well, Inigo's works for everything, access? and Thor's pliers only work for smithing. Right. So... I mean, I guess there could just be a little output on the crafting page. Free crafts left? Yeah, like if you... Like just an icon that says you have three free smiths remaining. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I wonder where... I mean, does Inigo's give you the number you have left in the skill description, or... Isn't that the one that, that effect... It's decremented? Oh, it's an effect, yeah, so you can just see it. Yeah, okay. Um, Loathe Mass says, does the exclusive club do anything? Yes, it gives me one billion meat. Which is not very much meat, but it was, you know... An experiment. I, it is frustrating to me that the forum reaction to the new Raffle House prizes are complaints about it being a rich get richer thing, because, like, any reaction to the mall price of a thing one minute after that thing comes into existence, like, if the person posting that reaction does not understand how stupid it is for them to draw any conclusions based on the frenzy of economic activity surrounding something when it is brand new, then that like you should just unplug your computer it bothers me though why am i letting this bother me i don't know why am i letting that bother me it's not a rich get richer thing it's like the the raffle house is a great equalizer a great equalizer like and it is weird to me looking at the data people people suggest like all right, Sersenam is just making a shitload of meat because he wins the raffle all the time. This is because he was one of the only people buying tickets for the raffle and also was buying more tickets than the lowest price of those things in the mall. And I don't know if he was just like waiting for now, right? If the idea was that eventually oh, huh. they would leave the raffle, in which case, like, a pretty smart guy. But, like, I don't know why people were like, this is lame that he was doing this and I don't want to pay exorbitant amounts of meat to him to get these things. And it's like, A, don't do that. B, what he was doing was not really out of anyone's reach, right? It was not costing him that much to to get it, but it was costing him more than those things were worth. So, like, uh... Also, I don't... Who Who won? Did he even win any of the... You know, I'm experiencing the frustration that a lot of players had like five years ago when we split town up into multiple towns. Because you don't know where the raffle house yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know where the raffle house is. Yeah. So the people who won bought 175, 1100, 250, and 100 tickets, respectively. I really liked point like displaying the number of tickets that the winners had spent because very, very, very often somebody would win having bought one ticket, which is a thing that is totally possible. Like, right. You know, buying a bunch of tickets makes you disproportionately likely to win one of the prizes, but you can only win one of them. We delete all the tickets. When, you know, I was looking at the logic for that. Super weird. Is it? Yeah. Because it just, um, it builds an array 
of it doesn't so it doesn't build an array it queries the tick the table that is player id and number of raffle tickets it rolls it rolls a random number between one and the sum and then it steps through until it gets to the the table adding that until it reaches that sum and whoever it's in the middle of is who it gives it to so it's it, like it works. It, the the statistics check out, but it's just like a strange way of doing that. Sure. It used to be that there was one row in a table per ticket, and then it would that t- that table could get yeah yeah. I mean, it would just get, it, it would just get like hundreds of thousands of rows in it every day, and so it just got it got cumbersome. But uh, but yeah, I hadn't looked at that code in a really long time because it had been a really long time since we changed anything in the raffle house. And also, like, it was, uh, I think a hundred, no, ten times as many tickets sold at ten times the price as the average previous day for the last few years. So, sink it's a meat. It's still in, it's in the hundreds of millions. It's not, like, super significant. That's a pretty good drain per day. Yep. Um, we've got, uh, I like we're certainly not reducing the overall supply in the game. We don't look at that very much anymore. But um there's some more things on deck that I think will be more exciting. I've talked about it on the podcast. That scanner box thing. Like I'm I'm starting to do real work on that. I don't know that I want to roll it out super soon after the right. raffle house, just because I don't want to like step on that toe. I don't want to step on it. Yeah. So like I want to let that be a good meat sink for a while for as long as it's gonna at least glad mallet says when i was cleaning out my storage closet earlier this year i found a sheet of those old kol valentines you sold like five years ago i gave them to my girlfriend this valentine's day and she thought they were hilarious so there's one very belated thank you for them ah well you're welcome glad mallet happy dance says what are rodeo fluids in the description of rodeo whiskey it says that it isn't whiskey but fermented rodeo fluids that is uh left as an exercise to the reader I'm glad somebody noticed that. Summersolder says, West of, West of Loathing classes don't start with old sweatpants. Feature? Yeah, I had forgotten that accounts start with pants now. Right. Old sweat chaps. Old sweat chaps, yes. Yeah. Sweat chaps. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that guy. He was awful. <laughs> old sweat chaps, we called him. Uh, got a sneeze coming. That sucks. Exciting. I think I might lose it. Ah. Uh. I hate that. Do you think that when you get to heaven, all of the sneezes you lost (laughs) for your entire life finally come out? Just all All at once. Go to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you, depending on how many of them you had in your life, you may or may not get catapulted into hell by the force of the sneeze. (laughs) It's like, it's like whether your heart weighs the same as a feather. Uh, Hell No says, Hey pals, just wanted to give a reminder that there are two trophies that currently cannot be obtained. Hopefully you can sort that out in the near future. This lousy trophy, be present for the rollout of Ascension. You previously made the suggestion this could be converted into an item, which, yeah, I should do that. And Precious, discover 30 different jewelry crafting recipes. Just make it apply to the new recipes. Are those really the only ones that can't be getted? I'm not sure. I haven't looked at that in a long time. Um, I mean, at this point, I will just do that 
stuff at the time when we do the revamp where we like are explicit about what trophies are and when we make the dumber and more obnoxious trophies to acquire less dumb and less obnoxious to acquire um, because we'll have to I'll probably just I don't know that this work pays for itself in the fullness of time but if it were an actual system whereby there was a database field there was a spindler for trophies where mm. we had the code that checks whether you're eligible and the name of them and stuff as opposed to the way it is now which is in it's a bunch of different weird places um, is it not all just in the trophy hut? No, because there still needs to be the row in the table that has the name of it and the image, which is obfuscated and which provides the mouse over text for when you're looking at the trophy in somebody's profile. So there needed to be that abstraction there. But then I just have to like type the name of the trophy into the like giant switch statement, one for every trophy. I mean, it's worth having chris moyer do it in his spare cycles so uh anyway thank you hell no i'm surprised that those are the only two and uh maybe some listener who if there if that's not true some listener that knows that that's not true will tell us Mathematical says shout out to ryo for being so incredibly generous on wednesday night he spent a bunch of time giving away many 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 items of the month to needy players three cheers for ryo oh that was nice i don't know how long ago that was oh not since the last show so oh, nice. last wednesday so all right now we're getting questions in faster than we can finish them we need to start doing some nine hour podcasts where we answer a lot of questions from here you know what let's answer the oldest question in the book jolly red giant wrote march 17th 2014 dear jick i know you don't want to go back and work on old challenge pass for new content but it would be hilarious if sneaky pete's leather jacket was immune was immune to the expiration on the trendy path after all cool never goes out of style that's not really a question. Well, do you guys want to go to dinner? Sure. Riff, do you want to eat something weird, some weird leaking leaking broccoli out of your crock pot? Yes. That sounded filthy. It, yeah, it really it? did. Huh. Wasn't intended to be. I also, somebody wrote in about, uh, let me search for this. Making a hamburger out of broccoli? Why can't I... Mathematical also wrote, I just realized how much innuendo there is in snake oiler. I'm surprised they don't deal any sleaze damage. Entirely unintentional. Innuendo. Huh. Snakes are not dicks. Hot dogs are not dicks. (laughs) Like, stop seeing dicks everywhere in everything. Everyone. Anyway, that's our new sign off. Snakes are not dicks. Hot dogs are not dicks. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody.